The summer holidays are usually a pretty quiet time for domestic politics and a dead zone for political news even. But the unseasonal downfall of one politician and circumstances that were unexpected and almost unprecedented bucked the trend this time. Gauri's Garaman has resigned from Parliament after allegations of shoplifting in Auckland and Wellington. She's released a statement saying work-related stress has impacted her mental health and led her to act in out-of-character ways. The Green Party won't comment on the details during police investigations. That was News Talk ZB on the 16th of January, six days after the first reports of allegations of theft, followed days later by reports of a second and later a third instance for which the ex-MP was charged this week. Now that latest charge related to an incident all the way back in October last year. So how did all this unfold in the first place in the media this month? What was clearly a closely kept secret broke on the subscriber-only online service of Newstalk ZB, ZB+, which also said earlier the Greens had had a CCTV recording of the alleged shoplifting for some time. ZB Plus is edited by Philip Crump, a lawyer and a pseudonymous blogger before NZME appointed him to head the new news service late last year. The allegations also appeared on the blog and social media accounts of one Mark Spring, a blogger clearly hostile to the former government and the Green Party, judging by the topics and the tone of his posts. Now, some in the media questioned whether the allegations that were initially unconfirmed and for days unacknowledged by the MP and her party alike should actually have been reported in the news at the time at all. There were no charges at that time and no on-the-record statement from police or any of the shops from which she'd been accused of stealing. No news editor could easily ignore a lawmaker accused of breaking the law who's also her party's spokesperson on justice. And the fact that her party stood her down from those roles, even before making a proper statement, was taken as a sign by the media that there was at least some fire to go with all the smoke and noise. Tēnā tato kato, good evening. The high-profile Green Party MP Golris Gaharaman has stood aside from all her portfolios after being accused of shoplifting. Our reporter Leighton Haeckel is at Parliament. And Leighton, what more can you tell us about the allegations? But back on the 10th of January, there was nothing much that News Hub's Leighton Haeckel could really add from outside Parliament, where next to nothing was going on inside. And likewise, his colleagues in the days that followed, reporting from outside the closed clothes shop in Auckland, which was the scene of the alleged crimes. Well, it's here at Scotty's Boutique in Ponsonby where Golrose Gadaman is alleged to have shoplifted twice. Remember, there are ongoing police investigations into the allegations that have been made against her. But today, Golrose Gadaman actually thanked the store for the, quote, kindness and empathy they have shown me. The vacuum created by the lack of comment was filled by political commentators that the media has on speed dial, like Victoria University politics lecturer Dr Bryce Edwards. You know, I think a lot of people will see this as embarrassing to have an extremely highly paid politician stealing from a very posh clothing store. And the vacuum was also further filled by political pundits criticising the Green Party for failing to fill it themselves. The longer her silence is, the worse it's going to get for her. That is an absolute reality, said TV executive turned spin doctor Janet Wilson in her weekly column for The Post. And she added, I've never heard of a political party following the wishes of a high-end frock shop because they didn't want it to come out. And that was indeed a new one. Janet Wilson also said the summer break was not actually a great time for political bad news because many people have more time on their hands to follow each daily development. And when Stuff revealed a third shoplifting allegation last week, for which Golriz Garaman was eventually charged last Tuesday, 
Her resignation felt inevitable. It is clear to us that Ms Gardaman is in a state of extreme distress. She has taken responsibility and she has apologised. We support the decision that she has made to resign. And soon after that, News Hub aired unenlightening footage of two police officers knocking fruitlessly at the front door of Golris Garaman's Auckland home. And given that the MP has been afforded police protection in the past because of threats of violence and even death, airing images of her house was unwise. And while her downfall was startling, with the media also overcooking the significance of it. Today's resignation by Golris Garaman has left what was a once shining political career in tatters. Well, that was News Hub at six on the day Golris Garaman quit, while the Post the next day said it was a glittering political career. Quite something for a minor party list MP who served for just two terms and was never a party leader or a government minister. But the question really preoccupying the media was, why would an MP jeopardise a job she had appeared to relish by stealing stuff she could probably easily afford to buy? As we heard at the start, Golras Garaman said she wasn't well and the stress of her job had caused her to act in out-of-character ways. It was an explanation, she insisted, but not an excuse. And her co-leader, James Shaw, put it like this. Golris herself has been subject to um, pretty much continuous uh, threats of sexual violence, um, physical violence, death threats since the day she was elected to Parliament. Former Green colleague Gareth Hughes told Nine to Noon's Catherine Ryan last Monday he'd seen some of the abuse that had come Golris Garaman's way. It is true and it's a sad reality of our politics in New Zealand that the types of messages that she and other female politicians get is disgusting. Yes, but and I think the other argument is do you have to shoplift and this is when we're getting into the intricate details of a particular psychological behaviour that none of us are qualified to talk about. But others no more expert than Catherine Ryan were happy to talk about it nonetheless. It's a spectacular failure, but the mental health excuse, I don't know, I remain suspicious about this. That was Duncan Garner on his MediaWorks podcast, Editor-in-Chief, this week. And under the headline, Why I'm Struggling to Understand This, the former TV3 political editor, who, incidentally, quit that role citing the pressures of that job, also wrote about this for The Listener last week, beginning with something he did understand. Nature abhors a vacuum. Bored media like silence even less, especially on summer days when there's a story that looks as if it may have green shoots that will grow into something bigger. And while Duncan Garner condemned the threats that Golris Garaman has had to endure, he went on to say that MPs backed into a corner were playing the mental health card. Stressed? Sick? Death threats? We've heard it before from some of our MPs, so I start to question whether these declarations are more about softening public sentiment, peppered with a helping of self-pity. Duncan Garner wasn't the only one who reckoned so. On the platform, former MP turned talkback host Michael Laws said this. Now, I don't know what Golris Garaman's life has been like over the last six years, but I can tell you, in comparison to the average, ordinary, middle-income, lower-income New Zealand family member, it has been bloody good. Uh, she's got a huge salary, probably oh, three times the average salary of this country. She has status... But while a good salary does remove one source of stress from life, having status, which has now taken a huge hit, might well actually make the strain worse for someone who's struggling. On Newstalk ZB, former political veteran Peter Dunn added this last Sunday. There's been a bit of a tendency in recent years for the mental health card to be played a little too flippantly. It's an easy excuse, isn't it? But it almost says, don't touch me, I'm sort of... Um a fragile state. No, I'm, I'm, I'm being very careful on what I say here because I don't know her circumstances. 
but I think uh, you know there's got to be a, a time when people front up and face their responsibilities and face the consequences for their actions. But there certainly have been consequences. Dolores Garaman's lost her job, her political future, and that so-called mental health card won't keep her out of court. In the Herald on Sunday last weekend, a former political foe, Paula Bennett, said that she too had been affected by toxic online feedback when she was an MP and... Dolores wasn't looking to excuse her behaviour, but to explain it. I believe her. And even writing that would bring on another deluge of online abuse for her, Paula Bennett predicted. And perspectives like that in the media lately did spark a response from those who thought the media were letting the Green XMP off the hook, or at least trying to. On his blog on January the 17th, former newspaper editor Carl Dufresne said a striking outpouring of media empathy for Golras Garaman had followed her resignation, and the media were eager to justify her conduct, he said. You have to look very hard to find any mention of the irony that a woman whose parliamentary salary puts her in the top 1% of income earners resorted to theft, not everyday essentials, but of high-end fashion items. But since then, it hasn't been hard at all to find that point being made in the media, as we've heard. A former ZB host who now runs his own Christchurch news platform, Chris Lynch, said the reporting had exposed the media's left-leaning bias again. And... It will be intriguing to observe whether, in the aftermath of judicial proceedings, the media consistently labels Garaman as disgraced. But if convicted, that seems almost certain. Meanwhile, media-friendly economist Michael Riddell went online the morning after Garaman quit to say that reading the Post that day and listening to Morning Report, you'd barely realise the MP had resigned after the reported thefts. Though the story had led Morning Report, and it was the only story on the front page of the Post, headlined, Golra's gone from political scrapper to scrap heap. To critics pointing all this out to Michael Riddell, he replied that the tone and the thrust of coverage was too sympathetic and skated over the offences, he reckoned. And those quoted in the Post story were mostly expressing regrets about her fall from grace and not condemning her alleged crimes. But none of it was minimising or excusing the alleged offences or defending, let alone exonerating, the ex-MP either. So who was really going soft on Golra's Garaman in the media? Well, in last weekend's Herald, satirical Steve Braunius spent most of his first secret diary column for the year explaining why he didn't do a secret diary on her. I suppose it would be a satire too far, given that the Green co-leaders described her this week as being in a state of, quote, extreme distress. Nothing funny about extreme distress, I guess. Among those who did reckon that ordinary citizens were let down by Golra's Garaman was Stuff's National Affairs editor Andrea Vance, writing in last weekend's Sunday Star Times. MPs opening up about their experiences with mental health used to be courageous and noble, she said. Now it's just a cheap excuse for those with a casual attitude to rules that most people abide by. It undermines genuine victims, those who will go through distress at some time in their life and are met with a less forgiving reaction and an unresponsive mental health system. And coincidentally, Golras Garaman was not the only former MP due in court shortly whose mental health ended up as the subject of national news. Next week, Kitatapu Allen's judge-only trial would consider the charges that followed the night last July when she crashed a car in Wellington and ended her career as a minister in the previous government. And this week she told TVNZ's breakfast show all about that night and she went into detail about the personal trauma she was suffering at the time and even thoughts of suicide. Where's that at for you now? 
Yeah, well, for me, I guess it's been a big part of this year. It's not just mental health. You know, I think many of us, you know, probably have different touches on that during our lifetime. At my core, service is what I was, you know, what I consider I was born to do. Serve our people, serve our community. But you can't do that unless you look after yourself, eh? It was a tough watch and raw stuff in parts that went on for more than a quarter of an hour, but was also a sympathetic interview, which wouldn't have pleased those who want more accountability from our politicians who fall down on the job for whatever reason or allegedly break the law. And after it, the breakfast show hosts reacted on air like this. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just... You know that takes a huge amount of bravery oh, totally. to front up and say, yes. here's what you, happened. Yeah. Yep. Man, that is tough. That's yeah. tough for everyone to watch it and to be the person who can say, yep, that was not a great period and here's my, my bare all. Yeah, and, and, and on that note, I do want to thank Kitty Tapu for being so brave and for being courageous to tell her story. Um, because as you say, watching someone going through something is incredibly tough to, to watch and we know that we're all flawed human beings. Well, those were genuine responses, and Jenny Mae Clarkson told viewers it was a good thing that Kitatapu Allen can now forgive herself. But these pressures and frailties weren't on show during TV interviews which Kitatapu Allen gave last year when she was made Justice Minister, in which she bullishly pledged to sort out hate speech legislation before the election and reform controversial name suppression rules neither of which were fulfilled. There were no questions also in that TVNZ interview about the level of support that she received or was offered by her own party or by Parliament. And there were no questions for Kiritapu Ellen on behalf of those on the cyclone-hit East Coast who were let down by a series of ministers resigning, or in one case defecting from the government last year. And breakfast presenter Jenny Mae Clarkson didn't ask about the collective responsibility that comes with being a cabinet minister, even when Kiritapu Ellen herself cited that as a major source of stress before her crisis in July. Now, for the Herald, Claire Trevette did ask about the allegations of a hostile atmosphere in Kiritapu Ellen's ministerial office before that so-called night of shame and complaints that were made about her behaviour that also made the headlines and a leave of absence which Kiritapu Ellen denied at that time was for the benefit of her mental health. And when she was asked whether non-white women in politics and takatapui politicians get a rougher ride or are undermined by undue scrutiny, Kiritapu Ellen told the Herald only that it needs to be looked at, adding that she never could have said so while she actually held a position of responsibility. But on the day that Golris Garaman quit, News Talk ZB sportscaster Jason Pine, filling in as an afternoon host, told listeners he was no expert on the psychology of it all. They can't reconcile what has happened here. So we're talking about it. Uh, Maria, let's move to you. You don't sound like you're driving. No, I'm just eating my sandwich. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Did you Sorry think you had more you thought you had more time and you took the bite of the I sandwich did. and here you are? Oh do you need to clear your throat? Are you okay? No, it's all right. I've been getting angrier the more more I've listened to people with their negative attitude towards this poor woman. Nobody can imagine the mental distress that, that she must be going through. It's not like normal stress. It's just too crazy to be to be believable even. And as it turned out, it was curiosity rather than condemnation that was on the mind of most of his talkback callers. 